Thank you for listening to The Way of Consciousness here on the Way of Consciousness Radio Network. Programming to inspire you to live from the divine indwelling within you. This was a production of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested in creating yet another worldly structure, which could, by its very nature, set itself apart and seeks not to focus on the personhood of Yeshua, Jesus, but to share in the divine realization that he came to share with us, which is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and that the kingdom of heaven is within. OFJ Community is an all-inclusive fellowship of spiritual seekers. We offer dialogue and studies for deep inner spiritual development and seminary courses for ordained ministry. If you feel called to be part of OFJ Community, or to receive our monthly newsletter, please send an email to ofjcommunity at gmail.com. That's ofjcommunity at gmail.com. We'll be happy to send you information about membership and the various programs we offer. In these times of great change, OFJ Community's mission is to offer spiritual support, friendship, and direction to all. You can find us on the World Wide Web at OFJcommunity.org. Well, welcome into the show. This is Linda Marie Nelson, and thank you for joining us this evening. This is the Way of Consciousness Radio Network, and this evening I am being joined in conversation with uh, Bishop Lee Allen Peterson out of Texas and with Father Michael Sherbet from the great state of Nebraska, and we'll be talking about the way of the heart. Many of our conversations are based on the text, the way of mastery, and we are in the part of the text that talks about first making that connection with our heart. So we will resume our conversation this evening about uh, how we co-create and what part desire, uh, uh, what part that plays in our co-creative process with the infinite uh, mind of God. So I, I welcome you again. We have a call-in number on the show. The number is area code 347-237-5625. And we really encourage and welcome your calls, uh, your perspective about our conversations here on the Way of Consciousness uh, radio network. Our show is brought to you by the Order of the Friends of Yeshua community, which is an all-inclusive community spiritual discussions of inner consciousness, of, of uh, the Christ consciousness, of our inner divinity, uh, is what the way of uh, uh, the Order of the French of Yeshua is all about. So we invite you to check out our website, ofjcommunity.org, and you can send us an email. We'd love your input and your recommendations or suggestions for topics you might like to discuss, and you can send an email to ofjcommunity at gmail.com. So welcome, Bishop Lee Peterson and Father Michael. Thank you for being on the show. It's good to be here. Great to be here. We've had so how was your, very... How was your... I'm sorry, go ahead, Bishop Lee. 
I was just saying what you were going to say. <laughs> we had a very interesting day today. It was very exciting and full of of interesting uh, developments on several lines. Uh, I'm I'm uh, we're going to be doing some calls. I'm very uh, we're going to be doing some interview calls pretty soon, and I'm I'm really excited about that. Wow. Who do we have coming up as guests? We have uh, Loving Unity wants to, to be a guest on the show. Wonderful. And, uh, and Lewis Charles is going to be a guest on the show. Mike Mc, uh, Steve Mc, McSwain is going to be uh, a guest on the show. And I'm hoping uh, for Scott Lindquist as well. So. Wonderful. Now, many I'm of these are authors, are they not, uh, Bishop Lee? Yeah. Yes, they're, they're all authors. So we'll be well, discussing a lot of different books. Wonderful. How <laughs> blessed are we. And Father we're Michael, how are, how are things uh, in, in the great state of Nebraska today for you? Well, we had a uh, beautiful sunny day uh, uh, around 70 degrees. Uh, beautiful clouds today. It uh, was just gorgeous. Otherwise, my day was event-filled and a lot of developments are happening, and uh, some new projects are opening up, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, not only, not only with the Acoustic Shepherds, but OFJ. That's wonderful. Can you tell us a little bit about what uh, uh, anything you'd like to advertise or, or tell us about? Well, of course, uh, I'm opening up a school to help uh, those within the paranormal community, um, reaching out to clergy of all diversity uh, to help train them in what I simply term as spiritual interventions, venturedness, and to, uh, to help a lot of folks that seem to be having problems uh, with their home, you know, uh, in paranormal activity and things like that. And, uh, of course, I'm excited about all the new projects. Um, that OSJ is opening up and involved in, and many of my my folks I'm sending directly over to o OFJ because I love the way of mastery and its message. Well, thank you, Father Michael, and... We are so blessed to have you be a part of these discussions. We really appreciate your perspective and and your insights into this wonderful material and uh, of of the way of mastery. And and we're currently in um, the heart consciousness, getting centered in that um, sacred air, sacred heart area of our our beingness. So, <clears throat> uh, Bishop Lee, would you like to begin this evening? We're we're talking about how desire links us. Um, to the will of God, and then how we yes. can create from that perspective. Yes, we are. T we are, and and we're deep into the how desire links us. If you remember last week, we gave you a little exercise on what do I truly want, uh, and and today uh, we're going to be expanding on that exercise. So I just want to say that talk just a little bit about about desire as sort of a refresher. <clears throat> we 
we have thought of desire as, as being something that that is uh, uh, not a good thing to have. That there are certain desires that are bad. But what we want to point out is that all desire comes from God. It says God places, gives you the desires of your heart. Uh, and, and a lot of people think that that means, gee, whatever I want, God will grant. And, and that that's really not what it's saying. What it is saying is that God is placing those desires in your heart. Now, sometimes when we get a desire that we think is a bad desire, uh, th- that is because it has been filtered through our own programming. Mm-hmm. But the desire is, is pure. The desire is... And so we need to be able to look at that desire. And and this this exercise that we're about to talk about is uh, the way that, uh, in the way of mastery, we, we, we'd handle that. Okay. So desire in the heart is where you will discover the phone line that links you to the will of God. That would be expressed through you. If you do not trust desire, you are literally saying that you have decided not to trust your creator. And, and this is a statement that's not just to be brushed aside. In healing the conflict around desire, now that we know what desire truly is, we have to learn to be patient with ourselves. Uh, there is no instant enlightenment pill. So what we're going to do is talk about an exercise that you will be practicing for, oh, 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, and uh, maybe five minutes, five to 15 minutes. So what we want to do is to uh, begin... Uh, we're not actually going to do the exercise, but we're going to go through the mechanics of the exercise okay. uh, right now. And so what this exercise is, is uh, relax the body, close the eyes, and it can be of great benefit to let the breath become very, very deep and rhythmic. Now, this relaxes the nervous system, I love the way it says here, and seduces the controller within your mind, the critic. Mm. The critic that decides what thoughts are acceptable and which ones are not. By the way, the critic is never something you created. It is something you let live in your mind that was made up by a lot of other fearful minds called parents and teachers. <laughs> so, <laughs> excuse me. As you relax the body and the mind, simply ask yourself, what do I truly want? And then observe the images that come without judgment. Notice the feelings in the body and allow this to go on for just a minute or two. Then pause, open the eyes, and write down all that you can remember. For example, I saw the image of having 47 sexual partners. I saw the image of golden coins rain down upon me so that I had to have an umbrella over my head 
I saw huge bowls of ice cream. Ooh, I can see that now. I <laughs> saw myself on a on the engine. I noticed that my stomach got tight. Whatever it is, write it down. Then take a deep breath, relax again, and repeat the process. Place the hand so that it rests upon the heart. Breathe into it a few times, and then ask, what do I truly desire? Again, allow this process what it is. Do this over a period of 10 or 15 minutes so that you repeat the process at least six or seven times, writing everything down. Then take this piece of paper or the journal and put it aside until the next exercise period. And you want to do this exercise four or five times during the day. When you have actually it says seven times, when you have done this seven times so that you have seven sheets of paper in which you have gone through this process, then and only then begin to look back through all the things that came up and ask yourself, what seems to be repeating itself? What might what might you notice? And you might notice that three times you wanted a huge bowl of ice cream but then it seemed to fade away. Twice you had a desire for 47 lovers, but now you notice that you really only want one. Whatever it might be, notice the pattern, the thread that seems to run through, run the most throughout the exercise process. Okay, then imagine that this thread is an energetic link that is tied at one end to the piece of foam at the edge of the wave and the other is anchored to the depth of the ocean. Then consider that perhaps if you allowed yourself to move down that thread, to begin to put your energy on that, to begin to clear up the obstacles within your consciousness that block that desire from being consistently lived from you, you would carry yourself from the drop of the foam of the edge of the wave right into the heart of God. Hmm. And that's that's really, th this is really training you to get in touch with that inner voice. Because the, the inner voice, the voice of God in the heart, is not so much a, hey, you... <laughs> as it is a feeling right. that comes up. And when we follow that feeling through the heart to its source, then we enter into the heart of God. And along the way, everything unlike love would come up for you to release. During the process, you would go through a metamorphosis that would culminate in your being the, being the living incarnation of the power of Christ. Your soul would realize the fulfillment that it has always sought. For you see, the reason you have cleverly decided 
to trick yourself into blocking the energy of desire is that the soul knows that were it to follow such a thread through whole and total commitment, it will be embarking on the pathway set before you by God that knows how to take you home. You see, every path that we're on is a single path. We are that path. And the path reveals itself to us through our desires. And now, yes, I think this might be a good place to kind of stop. We've we've covered kind of a lot, but you know what I think is for me and and Father Michael, I'd like you to to sh- shed your perspective on this. But for me, doing the exercise, you know, it's having the discipline to do that exercise every day, or mm-hmm. however often it, it recommends. And, and and then going back after a period of time, seven times, ten times, however many times you write the sheet of paper, and going back after a period of time and, and notice a, a shift or a change in the way that you feel. And I think that's really important to talk about because so often some of the people that I work with, um, you know, it's difficult for them to buckle down and 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 do the work for themselves. I mean, there's no way to do this work except do it with ourselves and build that relationship on the inside. And so, to me, this feels like clearing away some of the cobwebs, and, and um, so to speak, and getting to the heart of what it is that we really, really desire. Or the way I like to look at it is what what has God really called us forth to? Uh, Absolutely. So, Father Michael, what would you um, share about well, that? First thing that comes to my mind is the uh, number of uh, number that came up in the papers we're supposed to have, and maybe that uh, maybe that number is just a number of listings we make on a little piece of paper. That that number was seven, which is significant because it's the number of perfection, I believe, in numerology both in regular numerology as well as Hebrew. The other thing that I see in this exercise is, indeed, it is helping us to ground ourselves within the heart where desire is creation. Creation flows out of desire. Now, for those who have the time to take aside the recommended amounts of time, that's wonderful. But for those who do not, the simple practice of mindfulness, mindfulness to ourselves and our own awareness, and mindfulness to the presence of God that is always within us and around us. That mindfulness can be practiced in a few breaths. We each can snatch a few minutes in our busy day to refresh ourselves, to feel those feelings, to take notice of the desires that is flowing through ourselves, 
to center ourselves. And what better way to do it than being mindful and practicing the presence of God and taking full advantage of learning how desire itself is the source of our creation and God's creation. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with that so much. And, and uh, you know, what happens, what I've noticed happens with folks is they're so caught up in the frenzy of life, the, the situation at home or with their children or with their boss or whatever, that they, it is, you know, it just never really occurs to us to stop. Yes. You know, just like you're suggesting, even for just a few moments, you know, go into the restroom. Right. And sit down and breathe. Exactly. And uh, and do the mindfulness uh, exercise that you're speaking of. And then from there, when we have the intent, I think, and this is all about our intention, I think, this exercise. Yes. It's It's the intention of not judging ourselves for the feelings that we have of what we might define as desire. Right. But understand where they come from. Right. It, it's important also uh, when when doing this in in you, you know you put your hand over your heart, your 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 uh, which is a way of saying bringing your that is bringing your attention to your heart. Mm-hmm. And then we're asking the question from the heart. You see. So it, it, it's teaching us to to flow into that heart, to realize that what is flowing out of the heart. And then when we follow that desire back with the stream, right. then things are going to come up. You know, yeah. if you're not, you, you know, they have to. Let's say right. your desire, what was, and and he notice what he's using here. He's using uh, sex. He's using money. He's using food. I mean, what are the biggest prohibitions that we have mm-hmm. in the modern world? Right. Right. Where and some of the biggest addictions. <laughs> exactly. Right. The, the, and and so it's it's causing us to take notice of what's happening within our body so that we notice how we're reacting we're going well you know I'm reacting to that why am I reacting to that when in all actuality the desire is innocent and it is pure and 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 we should release the judgment of it so when we're going through this exercise we also are employing releasing exercises where you you, you see what I'm saying it yes. will bring things up for us to release and to let go I think we're having some technical difficulties, and we've just lost uh, Bishop Lee. Okay. Um, um, I would. I remember a quote from Rabbi uh, David Aaron, who is a wonderful Kabbalist out of Israel teacher. He said, "You only need three things for prayer." Quoting one of the ancient rabbis. You need God, who is all, always present. You need your breath, which is basically defining who you are. And you need one moment. In those three things, you have prayer. 
prayer is ultimately the desires of our heart. Good point. Am I back? Yes. Welcome back. Okay. Good point, Father Michael. Thank you. That's exactly right. It's, you know, we are the desires of our heart, in in a sense. Uh, And everything that is in our consciousness is our prayer. So if you just sit back and relax, you're praying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, um, with regard to the exercise and the number seven, I I also wanted to mention that in the Aramaic uh, study, you know, of of the meaning of numbers from the uh, culture of Aramaic that Christ um, was a part of, the number seven is very, it's the primary number in Aramaic, and I guess that comes from the Hebrew, as you were explaining earlier. Right. Perfection, meaning perfection. Right. So the fullness, yeah. Right. So I, I, I think doing that exercise seven times is a, a really um, interesting um, thing to consider. So uh, not that doing it more wouldn't hurt, but it just I just think it's interesting that it would be mentioned that way. So... Um, shall we continue? And, and not, yeah, and notice that they're not suggesting that you do it every single day. Right. They're suggesting right. you do it. You do it once, maybe right. once a week, as as we come up here. <clears throat> um, so, getting back to the uh, to the to the text, uh, we'll move down to where desire can be much fun. Ideally, once you have practiced this on your own, ask your mate or close friend if they would be willing to embark on this process with you so that perhaps once a week you can sit down together and say, what did you come up with this week? And what they're saying is is that uh, this is called addressing in front of a friend. It's called becoming vulnerable with one another. It's called finding another child to play with in the kingdom so you mm-hmm. can go to the sandbox away from the adult world that says desire is bad you guys mm-hmm. be careful mm-hmm. you see and then what happens is that we're able to start looking at desire of and to look at what is true and real because those desires are real for us yes. from a place of innocence and you're beginning to create for yourself a support group. Absolutely. So realize that uh, the support groups can grow and grow, which is what we're doing here, and that understanding the principle that desire is the thread that links your soul to the heart of God, and God wants only to extend through you that which expresses love in the world, and that is called creation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Linda Marie, do you want to take it up there with perhaps? Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, I'm, I'm temper. Okay, I see. Perhaps, perhaps, um, perhaps it is a worthwhile project for when you do not turn to allow the embrace of desire, there, there's only one alternative. It is to live in mere 
survival. When you choose the energy of mere survival, the world is your master, before which you will be made to bow again and again and again and again and again, lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. You will be a slave to the insanity that seems that seems to rule this world. And you will never know peace. You will never know joy. And you will never come home, plain and simple. But you are not created to wither and die on the vine. You are made to bear forth much good fruit. I think that's beautifully said. Isn't that you know, it's so true about being being that slave to the world and trying to just survive. And I think that's, well, that's where many right. of us find us so often. If, if you don't reach down and, and look at what you desire, excuse me, and then allow that desire to come to fruition, and notice how we call it fruition, it is the fruit. Let that desire bear fruit in your life. That is, you know, what we're calling creation. Uh, Bob Dylan had a song, I believe it was Bob Dylan, and he said, someone is going to be your master. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And exactly. so who do, you want that someone, who do you want that someone to be? Right. Well, I want that someone to be Christ. The Christ of me. Mm-hmm. That's who my. That's who I want my master to be. Mm-hmm. And and I don't want the world to be my master. I don't want to merely survive. You know. And exactly. and so, the way we do this is is by knowing what it is that we desire, trust that desire, and then create that desire. Uh, allow that desire to to be uh, to become a fruit in our lives. Right. Right. I, I love what it says here about um, letting the fruit, the roots of us, be watered by desiring above all things, so that we become the fulfillment of what God what God has in mind when He breathed into us the breath of life. Absolutely. And you know, this points back to that command in Genesis where God said, be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. I've said many times, we got the multiplying stuff down, but we haven't come into the realization and understanding of that word fruitfulness. Mm-hmm. What God means by that fruitfulness and the root, of course, is deep within him, but the fruitfulness are those very things we desire most. We desire love, compassion, peace, acceptance, joy, righteousness, and fulfillment. These are the fruits of a life of faith, a life of being anchored into the divine consciousness of God with Christ. 
Wait a, wait a minute, Father. Let, let, let me just... I'm a little confused here. Okay. <laughs> you, you mean it doesn't mean having a bunch of kids? Not always. It can mean that. Oh, you mean we, we might have interpreted incorrectly? Us interpreting li- something incorrectly? Are limited, <laughs> all the time. Limited to the interpretation to, to just one one aspect of our life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> happens all the time. That's right. If we look at the if we go back and we look and see what what are the fruits of the spirit, and so the fruits of the spirit are are your are are the spiritual fruits that you'll be living in the in, in the spirit. Exactly. And so that that is what is is supposed to be multiplied as well. Exactly. As well. You know the good the good Catholic response is that well yes we must be fruitful and multiply so we can build our church right. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, and, and, and back in the first century, and back in the first century. You know the, the the reason that that was an understanding, and the you know here you have a nomadic tribe of people that that you know to the extent that they're going to farm or do anything, they got to rely on their own family. Exactly. Yep. yep. You know. Uh, and yet, Bishop, that word we just mentioned is singular. It doesn't have a s for plurality. It's singular, that word fruit. And this next verse sums it up. How much of God am I willing to receive and allow to be expressed through me? Exactly. How how much of that fruit? Good point, yeah. We're blessed in that singularity that then multiplies itself through love in our world. Go ahead and continue. It is called separating the wheat from the chaff. The chaff is the thinking of the world. Oh, there's that world again. (laughs) That would have you believe in smallness. This can only result in your perpetual suffering. The wheat is the food that gives life because it's filled with the love of God. Fear not, then, your your desires, but desire to embrace desire, touch it, feel it, know it, dance with it, sing with it, and look at it innocently feel it holy and then learn to discern through the ways we have given you what desire is truly the thread that is shining forth through all of your days then decide to let the desire inform your choices so that you create a life that serves the fulfillment of the thread of desire. I love it is beautiful and I love on the word inform it has I N Yes. Italicized meaning coming from within. Yes. 
You know, we, we, right. we take we take information from the external and try to take it in and fill our heads with but this is talking about the interior relationship. Let that within this in yes. form. We are the the in created part of us will take form and shape in our lives. I just um, and what, and what did Christ say was so important? It's not what you put in, but what flows out from this exactly. part, which are the issues of life. Right. Yeah. Good point. Linda Marie, you wanted to Jenny? Yeah, I love the I love the next part that is the voice of Christ speaking. And it said before I had to do the same. And I began to notice that there was a thread of desire in my heart to create some form of demonstration that would be so overwhelming that anyone who turned their attention to it could not help but be reminded that there is something far greater to life than living to survive and surviving just to live. Uh-huh. And Christ continues, even when I was young, I began to get glimpses. At first they were fleeting, but something was compelling me. And as I learned to trust, desire, the pictures became clearer and clearer. Don't we forget that he was human? And he went through this very process that he's suggesting we, you know, we do. follow his model. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I just think it's uh, learning to trust he- our desires and not think they're bad or something to condemn. Once we become clearer and clearer... And like the exercise, working with it until we get through the the worldly, egoic part of desire and get into the heart of the desire of God for us. Right. That, that, that's so very important for us. Because when we can truly look at desire, because, you know, desire has been considered bad for so long. Mm-hmm. It's a huge it's a, it's a huge uh, blockage to to the uh, being able to look at desire with innocence means that we'll be able to look at everything less than desire that happens in our lives from that point of innocence, and in looking at it from the point of innocence, we discover what it's truly saying to us. You see, yeah. we go we we no longer interpret it through our jaded belief system. We can look at it and go, oh, that's what that is. That's what that truly is. And isn't this expressing the entire idea, once again, of the kingdom? The abundant yes. life that God so wants each and every one of his children to have and that Christ came to share? And extend to everyone? Absolutely. 
you know, because it, it all boils boils down to the, ultimately the one true desire, which, yes. which is is love to be expressed. Yes, love wanting to be expressed. Because yes. if if you well, if if you if you look at it, I mean, what's ice cream? You know, oh, you deserve ice cream. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> that wonderful frozen styrofoam. <laughs> that, that's right. And, and, but I mean, I mean, you know, what what is ice cream? What what is ice cream symbolic of? Right, love. Well, exactly. Right, it love expressed. Yeah, love is expressed as food. Uh and I, I'm I'm really into that. <laughs> you know what you know what I find profoundly interesting about this particular area of discussion is that we tend to not realize that there was a great you know, the creator had a great reason for having the person of Jesus who became then the enlightened Christ uh come into the world in the usual way. To be born human, to have the human experience. And he's sharing, you know, that he, he this, in the same way that we are struggling to understand this, is the same way that he began to understand how this all would unfold. And, uh, you know, I think, I think we've been sold such a bill of goods that, you know, somehow, you know, God fell from the sky and, you know, this whole thing happened and there was something so, uh, you know, separate from the human condition and and that is not the truth at all at least not in my heart it, it was he had the human experience fully well sure and in order to be able to understand us in order to be able to do what he does in concert with us he had to have our experience yeah and isn't god saying sending christ into human flesh that human flesh is good. Exactly. He created it. It has a purpose. It has a being. And whatever God has put together, let no man put asunder. Exactly. Amen. So next it goes on and says, In those moments of revelation, when I was still but a teenager... I saw myself standing on hilltops surrounded by multitudes, and I marveled at the words that came through my mouth. I saw glimpses and pictures of being loved by millions. I saw pictures and things that I could not even comprehend, because they were literally pictures of what I am doing now. And how could a teenager living in Judea 2,000 years ago have any way of comprehending the use of the technologies of your modern world in which to communicate love. It made no sense to me. But still, I decided to trust it. Amazing. Amazing. Trust. Can we trust our desires? Yeah. Can we Can trust we our trust? desires? Yes. There, there you have it. There's the... There's the question. Can we trust and know that they come from God? Maybe not the staticky ones that we have difficulty judging of ourselves, 
particularly carnal desires and those things. But once we spend the time doing the exercise, and here's where the, the practice is, in order to build relationship with anyone, we have to really work at it. You know, we have to get to know people. We have to, you know, uh, understand, you know, what they need and how we can weave ourselves and make this beautiful tapestry in relationship. It's no different with God. We've never been told from the church in, in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years that we need to have a relationship with God. It was always us trusting the person outside of ourselves, standing up on the altar or standing up on the podium, telling mm-hmm. us what we need to believe, interpreting that Bible for us mm-hmm. as though we weren't or, equally or, created. That's right. And, and and then handing us the Bible and telling us, you can read it, but don't question it. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Uh, I, I love the the Bible interprets itself. Yes, it does. <laughs> if you but spend the time being in relationship. Exactly. Right, the Bible leads us to a relationship, and then the relationship takes over. Exactly. Yep. And, yep. and and that that's what we that's what we have to understand. It's the relationship. And the only way you can develop a relationship is to experience the relationship. Exactly. And this is one of the ways that we in which we can experience that relationship. You know, you were talking about the desires of the carnal mind. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it, it's not like the carnal mind gets separate desires. It doesn't. But what they get what the carnal mind gets is its own interpretation of the desire that God put into you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So when you follow that desire back through that thread, then you find what is what is the innocence of that desire. Yeah. What what it what is that desire in truth? What is that desire? Right. For, for, and I'll, I'll use you know because we get murderous thoughts in our head, and, and we might have the desire, the earnest desire. To go hurt somebody. Well, what is that coming from? What is that stemming from? Isn't that stemming from a behavior in that person we wish to hurt mm-hmm. that really that really comes from within us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is that is is not the real desire behind that desire to hurt someone else? The desire to get rid of that behavior within us? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so some of those things that we term to be bad desires are really things we need to go. Hold on, let me really look at that. What is that really saying, and what is that really saying about me? And then you follow that back, and you follow that back. You know, why do I think this guy is such shirt? You know, oh, well, he does this, this, and this. And then you go back, and well, did I ever do that? You know? <laughs> Certainly, I never I remember did that. once or twice. Yeah. Well, if 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 you you know if you recognize that in him, the only way you can recognize something in another person is if it's exactly. within you. Absolutely. Remember that that remember that show Apocalypto. Yeah. And at the at the end of the show, the the Indians uh, were standing on and the ships were coming. 
and this was like 400 or several hundred years before they actually took over the Aztecs. These were Mayans, mm-hmm. right? And 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 they didn't even see the ships. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because they had no they had no reference point. Right. They couldn't even see them. Well, the same is with us. That this is where expansion of consciousness comes in. As you expand your consciousness, you're able to see more things. Exactly. And as we expand our consciousness in love, we're be, we're able to see the love in more things. Until ultimately, the only thing we see is love. Yes. And then we're and looking through the eyes of God. And that's how Christ modeled the behavior. You know, he when people didn't sort of agree with what he was saying, I mean, he for the most part, he would just pretty much just walk away and allow them uh, to 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 be do or have whatever they think they needed because in the ultimately he knew that that presence was within them. Yes. yes. And he yeah, need and do nothing. He he need do nothing to change them. He needed to only model, continue to model the creator. Right. And communicate love. Exactly. And we forget that so often. I know I we forget sure, that. Well, sure we do. We're in the world and it's how hard is it to be in the in the world and not of the world? What it's it's a real challenge, you know, as particularly the way we're indoctrinated and, and as we grow, we're you know, we're told to, you know, the survival of the fittest. I mean, I'm just reading a beautiful book by Reverend Michael Dowd, who travels all over the country, uh, uh, talking about Darwin, Darwin's idea, Darwin's idea of survival of the fittest, mm-hmm. and how the Natural fittest. Selection. Yeah, how the fittest doesn't mean the strongest right. or the conquering. It means the people who can fit in, mm-hmm. who can cooperate. It's about cooperation. Right. You know, we survive, we've survived every kind of ca- catastrophic weather thing throughout the eons, billions of years. Why? Because in the final analysis, we cooperate. Mm-hmm. We evolve and we cooperate. And we do it lovingly, consistently, and inclusively. That's what I'm looking for, inclusively. Inclusively. Or we should. (laughs) Well, that's that's the model. I mean, that's the model. That's the behavior that we can model, and, and, and of course, the Christ uh, modeled it for us. And in uh, what foreign policy, recent foreign policy did, decision did we get this from? <laughs> Understand the comment, tongue in cheek? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, the people I, I understand. Yeah, I, this might be um, a good place to um, conclude here, uh, with your permission, and uh, perhaps um, uh, Father Michael, this week, would you kind of lead us in a, a closing sort of meditation that sort of um, would bring us to that place in our heart that to realize, uh, 
you know, that the, that the desire is from God, that it is part of how we co-create with that consciousness of, of who created us. Absolutely. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little bit of music, and so um, if everyone just uh, would kind of get centered, and, and uh, this music has been generously given to us by a dear friend to uh, OFJ, uh, Sean O'Shea, an inspirational singer-songwriter here from Nashville, and uh, we thank him, and we ask you to check his website, if you would, at sing, S-I-N-G, spirit.net. Thank you, Sean. In this beautiful moment, let us relax, roll our neck and our shoulders, releasing all tension. Taking three deep breaths. And relaxing fully as we exhale. Remembering and inviting and allowing. The divine presence to unfold us. Showing us that truly the desires of our heart is for intimacy with Him and with one another. That divine indwelling presence in remembering of Him in me. Surrendering and abiding within the sanctuary of the heart into the unceasing prayer of the heart, which is a spiritual communion of love. Oh, how I see the Christ looking out through my own eyes overlooking the hills of Jerusalem, weeping, saying, Oh, how I wish to gather you under my wings, to nurture you, to love you, to breathe into you the very spirit and the desire of my Father, for you would understand, to know, that spiritual communion of love that we all share within or withinness of our own hearts, which is the heart of all creation. Desire, out of desire, creation has come. I and I am love and loving forever. I am that. I am the presence of Christ incarnate within you, the divine wisdom 
of the Father. Rest in this. Feel it. Know it. Remember. Thank you, Father Michael Sherbert, for that beautiful meditation and prayer. Um, it went to the very heart. Thank you, Bishop Lee, for leading us in this wonderful conversation. We will continue this discussion each Tuesday um, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, etc., across the country. Uh, we thank you for listening this evening and joining us, and we especially appreciate the many of you who listen to our archived on-demand episodes. Every show we do is recorded and available for your anytime listening, uh, and we are really, really grateful for the many of you who come and and take part when you are able to listen, and we thank you so much while you're sitting at your computer to, to listen to... Um, our voices as we try to share this message uh, with with everyone. So thank you, Bishop Lee. Thank, thank you, Father you, Michael Bishop Linda. We appreciate you, thank and you. Um, and we thank all of our listeners for listening this evening. And we wish you joy, and we wish you peace. Blessings, love, and light. Amen. Amen.